0: myself, I invite you all to enjoy this picture of this duck riding this pig for my title slide page. And there's no significant meaning to it, it's just if you get bored during the sermon, I invite you to take a look at it and it will keep you interested. On July 4, 1952, on a fog-blanketed morning, a young woman by the name of Florence Chadwick wade into the water of the Catalina Island. Her sole intent was to become the first woman to swim the 21 miles from Catalina Island to the um, California coast. Long-distance swimming was not something that was new to her, for she had been the first woman to swim the English Canal in both directions. But she still had goals to accomplish yet. The water that day was numbing cold, and the fog was so thick she could hardly even see the boats from her party. She swam more than 15 hours before she was at, before she asked to be taken out of the water. But her trainer tried to encourage her just to swim a little longer because she was so close to the coast. But when Florence looked up and all she saw was fog, she couldn't take it anymore. And as a result, she quit less than one half of a mile from her goal later she says i'm not excusing myself but if i could have seen my destination i might have made it hearing the story i thought many too many times we too often face the same predicament as a swimmer we have no intentions to fail or to quit but because we can't see what's ahead of us. We can't see all of God's goodness that's before us. We often do just give up. One of the saddest and most disturbing things that we see today is that so many people are living in despair and defeat and discouragement. And no doubt we do live in difficult days and many find themselves affected by various outside influences. And because of that, there is little to no desire to move on, to press on, to push on. And many just quit. So as we look at the story of Jeremiah today, we will see that his walk with God was truly no different than our own. And he too encountered great discouragement and despair. Yet through that all, Jeremiah knew that the Lord was with him. My scripture reading this morning comes from Jeremiah chapter 20 verses 7 through 11. Hear these words, Lord, you enticed me and I was taken in. You were too strong for me and you prevailed. Now I am laughed at every time and everyone mocks me. Every time I open my mouth, I cry out, violence, destruction. The Lord's word has brought me nothing but insult and injury constantly. I thought, I'll forget him. I'll no longer speak his name. But there is an intense fire in my heart, trapped in my bones, and I am drained trying to contain it. I am unable to do it. I hear many whispers. Panic lurks everywhere. Proclaim, yes, let's proclaim ourselves. All of my friends are waiting for me to stumble. Perhaps he can be enticed. Then we'll prevail against him and our revenge and get our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a strong defender. Therefore, my oppressors will stumble and not prevail. They will be disgraced by their own failures. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. The word of God for the people of God. Jeremiah was called to prophetic ministry. God called Jeremiah to prophesy, the, um, to prophesy um, of Jerusalem's destruction that would occur by invaders of the north. This was because Israel had been unfaithful to the law of the covenant and had forsaken God by worshipping Baal. The people of Israel had even gone as far as to build tall buildings, worshipping Baal and even offering their children as sacrifices. This nation had deviated so far from God that they broke the covenant, causing God to withdraw from his blessings on those people. Jeremiah was guided by God to proclaim that the nation of Judah would be faced with famine, they would plunder, and they would be taken captive by foreigners who would exile them to a foreign land. Jeremiah began to resist this call by complaining that he was only a child, and he didn't know how to speak. Kind of sounds like Moses in Exodus. But the Lord insisted that Jeremiah go on, and God touched Jeremiah's mouth and placed the word of the Lord there. Go. Get yourself ready, God told Jeremiah. Do not be afraid and stand up to speak. Speak as told and go where I send. Like many prophets, he thought there's no reason to argue with God at this point. So he got up and his ministry began. Jeremiah was described as well trained and fully literate at his early stages of preaching, which demonstrates God's faithfulness to him. In his early ministry, Jeremiah was primarily a preaching prophet, preaching throughout all of Israel. He condemned idolatry. He condemned the greed of the priests. And he condemned all of the false prophets, which I'm sure upset a lot of people. tends to happen when you start to preach God's truth. And many years later, God instructed Jeremiah to write down these early oracles and his other messages. But because of his ministry and because of his willingness to follow God's call and preach God's truth to Israel, he faced persecution. And people ridiculed him often. Even his own people wished for his downfall. His friends waited for him to stumble so they could prevail against him. And even in the difficulties he encountered and he endured, he wrote all of those things. In this book, the book of Jeremiah, and the book of Lamentations, the book of Lament. Through his writing, scholars had nicknamed him the Weeping Prophet. And we see that reflected in our scripture today. So when I was preparing for the sermon, I asked some of my classmates to tell me a little bit about their favorite prophets um, and why they liked them so much. And immediately someone responded, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, one of my favorite people in the Bible, largely because he was so honest and he even complained before God. Yet, he remained obedient, preaching difficult messages, even when others were preaching false prosperity messages. Our scripture this morning is just one example of Jeremiah's complaints to God he basically tells God off. He's like, I feel like you tricked me. You set me up for this. I went out to preach what you told me to preach. You said that I would prosper and that's not happening. Actually, people are hating me and mocking me and God, I feel like you're mocking me. And he just goes on and on to tell God how he feels. He says to God, I keep trying to stop talking about you, but I can't because there's a fire in my heart and it's trapped in my bones and it exhausts, me, it exhausts me to contain it and I just can't do it. God, you did this to me. He just let God have it. He spoke every word on his mind and then we get to verse 11 and we see things start to calm down. He starts to feel a little better. You ever have that moment in your life when you're with friends or family members, a partner, or or even God for that matter, where the little frustrating things in life just continue to build and build and build and build, and and eventually you reach this point where you just can't take anymore, and, and in a single moment, everything just comes out. Everything is just released. As a newfound parent, I sympathize often with Jeremiah. But after you finally speak, your truth, you start to feel a little better. You start to feel relieved. That happened to Jeremiah. He spoke his mind. He yelled at God. And in that same breath, he realized, he remembered, that through it all, the Lord was with him, and his oppressors would not prevail against him. So often, I think that we really, truly forget how big God really is. Instead of giving our pain and grief to God, we often internalize it and try to hide it from God, forgetting that God knows the very depths of our hearts and our deepest thoughts and even the darkest thoughts that we have. There is no sense in trying to hide from God. Hiding from God never worked for literally any biblical character in all of history. So I don't know why we think that it will work for us. Particularly in the Christian community, we are so focused on not upsetting God and making our lives seem to be so happy-go-lucky. And don't get me wrong, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but we create this false narrative that our lives are perfect and we miss out on the opportunity to witness to others who may be in our shoes. Plus, like I said, God truly is a big God and can handle our anger and frustration in any ways that it presents itself. Life is easier when we learn to leave our burdens with God. At least, it worked for Jeremiah. Another thing is this. Jeremiah suffered from what a lot of us suffer from today and I'm still trying to create this big fancy Christian word or terminology to use for it, but I don't have it yet, so we'll just settle for impatience. That doesn't quite capture exactly what I mean, but impatience in the sense that God has this funny way of revealing to us only small glimpses of our overall goal, of our overall journey. And that's different for different people but we can never see the full thing all the way through at one time. Even if we have an idea of what the end goal might be, things don't always turn out how we want or even expect it to. We only get one step at a time. And for Jeremiah, he thought the journey was gonna be easy because after all, God promised to be with him, yet, As time went on, he found himself like Florence, the swimmer that we talked about earlier. He just wanted to give up because he got hung up on all the misfortunes that fogged and clouded his vision from the overall goal. In our journey with God, it's easy to become discouraged by all the small setbacks and the times that we feel like we have failed. And because we can't see our overall goal, we find ourselves easy with giving up instead of celebrating the small one or two steps we've just accomplished. We find it hard to just keep pushing on. But there is hope. I want you to take a look at this video. You may have already seen it, Elaine tagged me in it on Facebook, then she texted it to me strongly suggesting that I put it in my sermon. I think it does capture the very essence of my message, so let's take a look at it.
1: Army Captain Sarah Cudd would not give up during the final moments of the grueling 12-mile-foot march to achieve her expert field medical badge at Fort Dix in New Jersey. The last step in earning the badge was to complete the 12-mile trek in three hours while carrying 70 pounds of gear. With 13 minutes to go, the captain fell to her knees in exhaustion. But with her soldiers cheering her on, she rose to her feet and crossed the finish line. Captain Cudd serves with Army Public Health Command in Fort Knox, Kentucky. She was only one of the 46 candidates who achieved the badge that day, and the Public Health Command says up to 80% of people fail. We think Captain Sarah Cudd really defines what determination means, and watching this video is truly an inspiration to never give up. Be sure to tune in to Inside Edition.
0: Captain Cudd was one of the few, oh, well, too much muscle. It's power, there you go. She was one of the few to reach her goal, and I bet that was a glorious feeling. The journey was long, the gear was heavy, and she ha- could have given up miles before she even laid eyes on the goal. But with the help of her army friends, she found courage to just keep pushing on. There are plenty of people outside of these walls and maybe even some here in the pews today that are living in despair, defeat, and discouragement. Friends, the journey is long. Sometimes our burdens are far too heavy to carry. We may want to collapse, We may want to give up, but hear the good news. Our God is leading each of us through all the times of despair and defeat. And the beautiful thing is that we have a community here offering encouragement as we each push on to experience the fullness of our Creator. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.